Hello, this is Talon Talk. We're here to talk about Muppets. Muppets. I'm Colton. I'm Colton. <laughs> I'm E. I'm Mr. McGuilin. I'm Mr. Cannon. And I'm Mr. Dixon. Hey, the Muppets. Um, yeah. um, Mr. McKaylin and I were talking the other day about Muppets, and we're like, well, let's do a podcast on that. Um, so here we are. There, uh, I, I think the, the conversation came up because there's a new Muppet TV show on Disney Plus that features the Electric Mayhem. Nice, uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. That's the kind of the the theater band uh, that kind of shows up randomly throughout Muppet things. Um, probably most notable is Animal. Ah, what do? Beat drums! No, no, beat drums! Beat drums! Beat drums! Beat drums! Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Animal. Yep. Um, and it's a really fun, playful show. Uh, I got through it last night, actually. I finished the last episode. Um, so the whole season is out? The whole season is out, oh. all 10 episodes. Wow, um, streaming now. Yeah, they're half an hour a piece. Okay. So they're very, you know, manageable. Um, There's this one episode that I absolutely loved where they do this mockumentary. I think they called it a rockumentary, kind of, you know, Beatles style. Mm -hmm. Almost a little, they they play with like, this is Spinal Tap a little bit. Sure, sure. They kind of do a few little Spinal Tap jokes in there. It's just absolutely wonderful. Um, some interesting social commentary in there too. They, uh, the, the band actually gets cell phones at one point in time okay. and it kind of like destroys the band. And so, <laughs> well, you know. So then there's yes, like, we uh, all know that back. the modern technology has destroyed the human race for sure. Right. I mean, just look over at Colton. I am taking a look at the Muppets page. Yeah. I have a list of all the Muppets characters right in front of me. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> Very nice. So how do you like the show? Like overall, what would you oh, what would you give it? It was great. A thumbs uh, up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think actually the the humans are actually the the downside of mm. the the show that the human characters are not as endearing as I would like them to be, and I just want more Muppets. Gotcha. I'd also like some more Muppet cameos in there. There weren't a lot of those. Oh yeah. And I keep thinking like, wouldn't it be nice to have like Kermit all of a sudden appear, or, like Gonzo appear, like all of a sudden you just see like Gonzo like flying through the air on some balloons <laughs> or something, you know, just some <laughs> on kind a motorbike. Of, like, you know, some fun little things. But um, you know, the it's it's produced um, in part by Adam F. Goldberg, who did the TV show The Goldbergs. Okay. And if you've seen that, and you know, kind of the the fun whimsical style of that, I think he really pulls out a lot of like nostalgia in in this show um, which is kind of fun so there's a lot of like little subtle things you can find out throughout it so what's the what's the premise of the show is the band trying to get a gig are they trying to so yeah they're rekindle they're, the old they've been playing for 50 years and um, <laughs> the human main character uh, is trying to make it big into like the music world and the corporate music world and um, she realizes that uh, the electric mayhem has never recorded an album and so her team ticket to like get like her business her success going is to get the electric mayhem to make a record gotcha and so then it just kind of like goes out of control and as she tries to like rein in these hooligans and then muppet hijinks ensue muppet hijinks ensue i got you yep 
And uh, so it's very fun. It's very playful. So have, uh, like you said, do you wish there were more cameos? Have there been any cameos? I'm trying to think. Um, I actually can't think of any right now. Okay, so well, that's I fair. I wish there were cameos. Um, yeah, I think one of the things, you know, when I think about the Muppets, because, you know, I'm, I for for listeners out there, <laughs> I'm uh, in my mid-40s. <laughs> <Listener out there. laughs> uh, I'm in my mid-40s. And so doesn't I... Doesn't look a day over 37. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you. If I shave, I don't look a day over 36. Um, you know, I grew up with sort of the the old school Muppets. So like the, yeah, the yeah. late 70s sort of classic Muppet show. Yep stuff was on kind of as reruns yep. when I was a little kid. And so I would watch The Muppet Show and I wouldn't know, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the, the classic Muppet Show, uh, imagine a stage variety show run by Muppets where they would have special guest stars come in and perform songs or various acts. And so there was always a human like guest star on every yeah. episode. And I never knew who any of them were. Never knew who a single one of those like mm -hmm. famous humans were. I would just watch for the Muppets and the silly gags, you know, mm -hmm. pigs in space, pigs in space. like that uh, kind of fun stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, since then, every it feels like every decade or so, someone resurrects the Muppets, tries to sort of bring them back. Mm -hmm. So is this just the most recent iteration of this? I think so. There was a, uh, they tried uh, maybe last year uh, a reboot of some sort of Muppet show where Miss Piggy had like a talk show. Okay. Um, and that was, that was good. Mm -hmm. It was good. It wasn't, you know, the original, but it was, it was still good. I like Miss Piggy as like, the diva. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I like, I like her as the angry starlet mm -hmm. who yeah. like, demands the spotlight. That's my favorite, Miss Piggy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there was a lot of that, yeah. I'm curious if our younger uh, members here, like, what your experience with the Muppets is. Like, do you know the Muppets at I all? I know of the Muppets. Okay. The only real experience I have is Kermit the Frog memes. Okay. Um... I was not really into the Muppets when I was younger, but I've watched a couple of um, okay. Muppets episodes, yeah. Okay. What about Sesame Street? Uh, big memories, yes. have not watched it in like 10 years. Okay. Well, fair enough. Same, I've, I've watched it, but like I haven't watched it in a while. Gotcha. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle here of our two strata because I, I like I Old really people, young people yep. and then there's Mikhail. I really love the Muppets but my knowledge is not particularly deep so like my access points to the Muppets include some episode some reruns of the Muppet show on I don't know Disney Channel or like Nick at Night or whatever it was when I was like a kid mm -hmm. only vague memories of it don't really know the show deeply my aunt was really into showing us the Muppet movies when I was a kid. Oh, so yeah. I saw like yeah. Muppet Treasure Island. Mm -hmm. I saw Muppet Caper, Great Caper. Yep, a caper, it, yeah. yeah. Um, I saw the original Muppet movie. <laughs> oh, gee. But, but Which like, is one, still one of my all-time favorites. It's a great movie. But like, I mean, so these many great one-liners like, in that sucker. Like I saw these when I was like 
eight, nine, 10, 11, mm -hmm. like, and I haven't seen them since. I think I've seen Muppet Treasure Island like more than the other ones, so that one's like sticks a little bit more in my in my memory. And then the one I really know it from is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that's become that's like a, a tradition in yep. my in my family where I've watched that like 25 times. So I know the Muppet Christmas Carol really, mm -hmm. really well. So I like know the Muppets and I really like them. They strike me as like a force for good in the world. They're like silly and witty and great. But like I'm looking at the at the character list and like I don't really know like for example, I don't really know the electric mayhem. Like I kind of like like I'm looking at the little picture here and I'm like, yeah, I probably saw them on the Muppet show when I was like 11 years old or 10 years old or whatever, but I don't truly know them deeply. Um, and then my other Jim Henson connect point, and even like Sesame Street, I, like I didn't really grow up in like a PBS household. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of like caught How it dare a, you? a little I bit know, here and right? there. <laughs> um, but um, the other connect point for me Henson wise was like I saw Labyrinth when I was in my 20s. Yeah. I didn't like grow up with Labyrinth mm -hmm. and I loved it. And yeah. I loved the Bowie of it all and how kind of wild it was. Um, so I'm kind of between the two here where I like, I'm Muppet adjacent. I'm not like in the center of the Muppet universe. Um, so, so when it came to the question, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but when it came to the question of like, what Muppet are you? What's your spirit Muppet? Mm -hmm. I may need some some help here. I, I think you, you though you brought up a, a good point that there's a lot of like. Uh, uh, peripheral Muppet things out there. Mm -hmm. You know, like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal are two really beloved movies that a lot of people are familiar with and I don't know if they always people always know that those are like connected mm. to Jim Henson mm. and the, mm. the the Muppet creators but when you when you do start to like dig into it you do start to see like the goblins and labyrinth and right. and Ludo and and all these characters they're just I remember Dark Crystal that was fun yeah the more serious sort of Muppets mm -hmm. and it's you know Jim Henson kind of had a, like a, a darker side mm -hmm. you know you we think of the Sesame Street and the Muppet show, but he had like the Dark Crystal is a scary movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, uh, on the one end of the spectrum, sure, you have the Dark Crystal, very, uh, you know, scary. And Labyrinth, too. Like, if you watch that movie as a young kid, that could be it's pretty, pretty terrifying. Freaky, yeah. um, and then on the very other side of the spectrum, you have sort of Sesame Street and Elmo helping you learn how to, you know, say your ABCs and, and use the potty, right? And so, you know, if you think of Jim Henson as, as the sort of guy who thought of all of this stuff, mm. really what it says is that puppets are magical and can do everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That, that uh, practical effect yeah. artistry is just so profound. And they still use a lot of those techniques even today. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, you know, speaking to the younger generation at the podcast table, mm -hmm. you may not remember the Muppets specifically, but like, what about just puppetry mm -hmm. and puppets in your, in your lives, your media lives, your childhood? I don't know. How do you feel about puppets? Hey, I'm Googling Jim Henson Network. <laughs> You're doing your what? He's doing his research now. Oh. He wants Jim Henson Network. Gotcha. And, and um, um, Sadly, he's deceased. He is. Yeah, he passed yeah, That away. was one of the saddest days. Uh, 100 million. What? 
Yeah. That was one of the saddest days when I heard he passed away. And he, he died of complications of pneumonia. Mm. If he had just gone to the doctor, he mm. could still be alive making movies today. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that's that's probably the birth of my hypochondria right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, no, I've got a sniffle. I've got to go to the doctors. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jim Henson himself was a fascinating person. I saw an interview um, with him. It was, it was in the early 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking with somebody, and he made two predictions. One was that TVs are going to increase in quality. I mean, this was back in the day where you had to walk up and you had to turn a dial and there's yeah. like antenna you had to play around with. And he said that TVs would increase in quality to a point where they would be as good as the human eye. Mm. And look at where we are now. We're right there. Yeah, we're close. The yeah. other thing he predicted was the rise of cable sh- uh, stations like HBO. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he predicted that these stations would create television series that would piggyback off of each other. Mm. And because at the time, everything was very like serialized. So you have like one episode and then that ended. And then the next episode is like a fresh start. And then that episode ended. And then the next episode was like its own separate thing. Um, but he predicted that you would have a, a and I think he phrased it as you would essentially have like 10, 12, 15 hour long movies for one season Mm -hmm. and that it would just be one continuous long movie. Mm -hmm. And now look at where we are now, like Twin Peaks and X-Files really kind of started that trend. And now you've got like, if you have a TV show that doesn't do that, nobody wants to watch it. <laughs> right. What am I investing for? Right. He was a man ahead of his time. Well, I think like that's, you know, he was a genius, right? Like yeah. we think about like, you know, what creators out there are true geniuses. I think mm-hmm. probably to at least most most folks of, of our generation would put Jim Henson yeah. near the top of that list, if not at the top of that yeah. list. I mean, just. I mean, the company and stuff that he and like production studio that he uh, made were worth, according to this, a lot. Um, like just before he died, Disney tried to buy his studio for 150 million, which due to inflation would be 300 million today. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not do it, um, or his family didn't do it because yeah, the deal canceled after he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they sold it like a decade later for 680 million to like a different entertainment thing. And then when that company crashed, they bought it back for 83 million. Mm. So they made like 600 million in pure profit there. <laughs> wow. And then sold it to Disney for 200 million. It, yeah, I mean like. So people were like definitely trying to get that um, the studio. Yeah. Well, part of what I think to your point, Mr. Cannon, like when I think of someone who's like a genius or like really like breaks the mold in something, it's like, I think of like someone who if they didn't come along, no one would ever have done this. Right. And it's like the idea that like puppets became this huge art form and media that people engaged with mm-hmm. wasn't obvious at all in like 1967, <laughs> right? That that would ever happen. <laughs> right. And here comes this like kind of totally quirky guy who masters that concept. Um, and it's like without him, I just don't know that anyone would have ever done that, right? right? Especially when you look at the leap in technology from, you know, with CGI and everything that happened, if he never came along, I don't know that anyone would have went back to the puppets or like, or maybe they will, and I don't know. But to your well, point, clearly a unique person. I mean, I think, I think an interesting example of that 
is a, a, a Muppet that most people don't think of that is perhaps the most famous Muppet, and that's Yoda. Jedi Master Yoda. You seek Yoda. It's true. You know, like, he came out in Empire Strikes Back, and he just looked so incredible. Frank Oz was the voice of, of Yoda, as well as, like, Miss Piggy and Fozzie Bear. Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, and, and, like, we we recognized that voice just a little bit. And Frank Oz, super talented, also talented director and just really creative person all around um, and then when they did uh, was, was it the uh, Phantom Menace where they tried to or, or uh, Attack of the Clones Attack of the I Clones think. where they CGI'd CGI him. and everyone's like that's not Yoda yeah like <laughs> get out of here travesty <laughs> right the funny Horrible. thing is the website here that has the article on them um, made a typo on Yoda and it's spelled Yoda. Mm. Yoda. They had an extra Y. Mm. Huh. <laughs> well, you know. So I was staring Yoda. at that for like 30 seconds until you guys start talking about Yoda. You're like, what and I'm is like, that? Oh. oh, that Yoda. Well, Yoda's such a great example of, I think, what's brilliant about Henson and the Muppets and all this puppetry that he was involved in, which is that not only is it able to achieve comedy and entertainment, but also pathos and kind of this like, deeper emotion that goes beyond the silly. Mm -hmm. And I think Yoda like Yoda hits some of the most authentically emotional notes in all of Star Wars to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like he's a puppet and it, it he's expressing it with a little motion of his face or a little motion of his mouth. And you know, Frank Oz's voicing is a huge part of that, but the um the ability to create deep, authentic human emotion with a puppet mm -hmm. is the genius of Jim Henson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think without being able to do that, it's kind of, oh, it's a silly show, it's for kids, whatever. But it's like, no, no, no. Like, or Kermit, right? Kermit, like one little motion of Kermit's head and you're like, oh, Kermit. You know, mm -hmm. like. That's the thing about Kermit that I find fascinating is that where like Yoda has lots of different articulated little things about him and a lot of them will now have like robotic eyes that move this way and that way. Kermit is controlled with one hand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he can create so many facial expressions mm -hmm. and emotions just by using one hand. It's absolutely incredible to see that that's just that you can create that level of intensity and and, and connection just by one little hand in an old trench coat you know? yeah being able to create emotions from very simplistic mediums um i feel like has been definitely i guess praise mm -hmm. there's an animator on youtube who makes stick figure animations mm. um alan becker um he, you know, animates fun stories and stuff, but he can create very good, um, like, personalities and emotions without using any words. Mm -hmm. There is no dialogue whatsoever mm -hmm. in any of his animations. Well, I think that's why, I think that's why people connect to the Muppets so well, right? Like, these are just pieces of, like, felt and plastic and, you know, glued together. Right, and yet their dynamic personalities, and um, they're all unique, and we can relate to to them some more than others, which then sort of circles us back to the question that Mr. McKylan mentioned earlier, which is, you know, I think a, a classic question you can ask about sort of any sort of show or universe or whatever, which is, you know, who is your spirit Muppet? 
And then, you know, who is the Muppet that you are most like in real life? Because I think those are two different things. Uh, okay. Right? Okay. I think it's two different Flesh things. Flesh that out for us. What's the okay. difference? Okay. So uh, your your spirit Muppet sort of reflects your, your sort of inner voice. Mm. It's the things that you wish you could say, but that you don't say. Mm. Right? It is the one that sort of embodies sort of the part of your, your personality that, you know, maybe if all other things in life could be stripped away would be like the, mm. the sort of purest expression of you. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Muppet that you're most like is like realistically in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Like what are, you, what are you most like? So I think, so I've thought about this. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and get it started in case you, know, you all need some inspiration here. <laughs> uh, so uh, in my real life, uh, I've... <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife and I have talked about this, uh, is that I'm Ernie from oh, Sesame yeah. Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Ernie. Uh, and she's very Bert-like, so it, it kind of the dynamic works. Uh, and, you know, because I'm silly and I sometimes am very distracting and I prevent <laughs> other people from getting their work done or their things accomplished and really for no other entertainment than my own. So, like, that is, I'm very much Ernie in that way. Peek, 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 peek. Now cut that out. Now he is awake. Ernie, why'd you wake me up? Um, uh, let's see, uh, oh, because I have something very important to tell you. What's that? We well, see, I just looked at the clock. So? It's time for your nap. Oh, sleep tight. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) exactly. Um, But I think, like, my spirit Muppet, I go back and forth. Like, sometimes I'm uh, uh, Waldorf and Statler, right? The two old men up in the balcony that are always, like, ripping on on Fozzie Bear. Here's some jokes from everywhere. Hey, 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 it's that silly bear. It's time for the audience to go elsewhere. <laughs> but I actually think I'm more Fozzie Bear. Mm, okay. On you know because I don't I don't have the good jokes. Like I'm not really that funny. But I so want to be loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. that is like an expression of my spirit. I gotta get a different line of work. Be dry cleaning or something. So that's what I would and, say. And you know, I think Fozzie is one of the great Muppets because he really does show like he, he's he's funny, he's caring, he's loving, he's lovable, but he's got that like emptiness in him that he really <laughs> wants to try to get filled with other yes. people's admiration and yes. love, right? And and I can appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've thought about this too. And um, you know, uh, I I think these days, I feel a lot like I, I, I kind of get torn between maybe like Scooter, mm-hmm. who's kind of the stage manager who's just running around trying to get things done. Steve Martin, old Steve Martin, 15 seconds till curtain, Mr. Martin. Thank you, Scooter. I'm almost ready. <laughs> See, you're going to feel right at home around here. <laughs> kind of quietly like making things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Kermit gets a lot of the the limelight for have being the director, but it's really kind of Scooter who like is kind of like just like thanklessly like making things happen, you know. And so I, I kind of feel that like scooterness in me. Um, but also like I kind of feel like Hoggle from Labyrinth. Well can't be right all the time, can we? 
Okay. You know, okay. That, that kind of like Hoggle. Yeah, like like that. Like like Hoggle is a character who's like stuck between two worlds. There's sometimes like the Hoggle that that he's kind of forced to be, and then there's the Hoggle that he wants to be. The Hoggle that wants to have friends and do the right thing, and and that kind of that that tension between like how do I do what I am forced to do versus like what I really want to do. Um, so I I feel that tension a lot in my life at times. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as spirit Muppet that I that I, I strive to be, yeah. I think um, you know I always I always wanted to be like Gonzo. I mm-hmm. always appreciated Gonzo's like just uh, ability to just do whatever he wants to do, yeah. to be as weird and zany as wacky as he wants to, not care what anybody thinks about it. Sure, if you want to do it the easy way. We picked up a weirdo. But I think actually as I've gotten older, like I want to be Rolf. Yeah. Rolf's uh, cool. Rolf the dog, you know, the piano player. Like <laughs> it's not just the talent like he's got, but he's just got this like calmness and wisdom about him mm. that I really appreciate. Like almost like this kind of zen. Mm-hmm. But then he gets these moments of frustration that you can really like mm. like feel and and like but I I love that kind of like calmness and wisdom that he has. I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards these days. Gotcha. Hmm. Listen, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as I have, you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain, a shattered dream for every fallen star. Do any of you feel like you have the the well of knowledge about the Muppets to answer that question? No, but I can probably go and find a BuzzFeed quiz or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably could. I'm sure you could. Yeah. I I don't know for certain. I just thought about it and a little bit, but um, see, when I was younger, when I watched The Muppets, or how many I've ever watched, I always hated Miss Piggy because I thought she was um, basically an entitled brat. Mm-hmm. But um, now I'm now now you mention it, I, I think I think I can relate to her because you know. There are some things that I can relate to her, as in like wanting to be like the star and everything. Um, I also need to like cool down my jam a little, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let let um, everyone else have spotlights at some point. Yeah, you know, Miss Piggy is a fascinating character because a lot of times she does get a lot of hate because you know she's such a diva, right? But like you think about who she is, and she's got she she's a pig trying to work her way That's up. Right. Up and and you know she, she's got this glass ceiling she's constantly mm-hmm. battling and so I totally get her anger and her frustration sometimes with like mm. you know she wants to she wants to succeed she wants to be her person and I don't think she always gets to be that person yeah mm. and then um, so that's that's who I uh, think I am in life but the person well, Muppet that I think that I would be spiritually. I don't remember his name, but he was that bluebird guy. Anyone? Sam the Eagle? Hear me, I won't let an artist of your beauty and integrity go up there and work on this weird, sick show. (laughs) You're on. No. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't remember what he looked like again. Maybe I can pull up the picture. Not that guy. Or that guy. 
Oh yeah, I was that guy. Okay, Gonzo, she means. Gonzo. Gonzo. Oh. Yeah, that's who yeah, I was yeah. saying too. Just he's so <laughs> open and like he's just who he is, you know. And I I just love that about Gonzo that he, he just like yeah chickens. He's into chickens, you mm-hmm. know. He like plumbing sometimes. He's cool with that. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot myself out of a cannon. That's okay yeah. fun. Yeah, like, I'm not yeah. saying that I'm exactly like him, but yeah. I, like if I had to be like a yeah. muppet, I want to be him because yeah, he you, seems very yeah. fun. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I think that like willingness to be yourself is just such a great trait to to want to emulate. I got Gonzo know? from the quiz. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to give a little more love to Gonzo over here. This is, <laughs> this is heavily based on uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, but oh. I, I love his role as the narrator in that. Because I know the story of a Christmas Carol like the back of my hand. Prove it. All right. Um, there's a little mole on my thumb and... Uh, a scar on my wrist from when I fell off my bike. He just—he has this very authentic voice, right? I he love really his does. voice. He's very charismatic, so I'm drawn to that. But I, again, my knowledge is not so deep. I do love Statler and Waldorf. Um, I think I, they're just there's something about them that is so applicable to real life to me. Yeah. <laughs> just the like the two the two guys like sitting in the back laughing. I definitely at times can channel that. Energy. I think honesty is always the best policy. You believe that? No, I was lying. <laughs> but I don't know. Is there? I'm looking to my Muppet experts yeah. here. Who? Who? Like, help me out here. <laughs> I can see you actually as as a bit of a Kermit. Cancel the next number. Put on the Storrs course instead. Uh, you know your work. You do a lot of like theater sort of stuff. Sure. You know, wrangle. You know the, the Taters Improv, and you've got a thing that's going to be happening in the library in a couple of weeks, and like I can like, and I've seen you like, oh, I got to change the date for this, yeah, and you know right. some of those time Kermit go. frustrations. Go, okay. You know, so I can I can actually see you as a right. as a Kermit. All right. Bye. We have oh, to got to go. Yep. Taking, I guess the bell rang. So. Uh, I'll have to wrap it up for this week. <laughs> All right. Technically, I technically have a free period of but... Well, we'll sign off, so that's Colton who's heading off. And yeah, I got an American Dream. Okay. I've got a free period. Okay. And there goes Eve. And I've been okay. Mr. McIlland. <laughs> and like Sam the Eagle, I have AP U.S. history. There you go. But actually, just, just, to, just to ask, if I had... Sorry. <laughs> if... If I just have to ask, what Muppet do you think I should be? Oh. I don't think I know you well enough to know uh, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've worked with Mr. McKaylin a lot, so right. you know, I can make a... a uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I'll, have to, I'll have to think about that and get back to you on that one, I think. All right. Um, I was just wondering, because when he asked that, I was like, ooh, I wonder what people think about yeah. me. Like, I wonder, I, like... Colton is definitely Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes you beaker. <laughs> Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, here at Muppet Labs, where the future is being made today. Well, jeepers, you're about to witness the world's first demonstration of fireproof paper. Here is my assistant beaker carrying a lighted blowtorch. He will now show you how impossible it is to ignite the fireproof paper in this basket. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's a role you want. No. I mean, I mean <laughs> you guys haven't known me long enough. But right. I, I am a funny sometimes person, um, but I try to also be like a concerning, care, um, considerate person as well, but also like to make some jokes at sometimes. 
mostly about myself, but I like to make other jokes. Uh, you know, I wonder if we'd have to maybe look out, uh, you know, like, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm initially going to, I, I think his name is uh, um, Jen from um, The Dark Crystal. He's kind of the main character, the Gelfling, mm -hmm. and like he's got this, this like, uh, um, uh, okay, so he's got this like quest that he he's kind of like having to go on, and I kind of feel like you're a person who's like out questing for something. I'm not mm. entirely sure what you're questing for, but mm. I feel like you've got like a mission in your life, and mm. that's just kind of like one of my first general thoughts mm. when you mentioned which Muppet am I? Like mm. somebody who's got like a quest that you're going after. Like you've got it, like, and, and, and you may not necessarily know what that quest is yet. Like I think Jen at times didn't necessarily know what his quest was either. The story runs deeper than you know, and you are part of it. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base on that, but I don't know. No, I, I honestly just agreed with you because I just, um, there's just like some things that I'm actually wondering and trying to get in life, but at the same exact time, I, I, I'm seeing I can't really get those. But, you know, on a, basically what you just said, a quest to um, get to where I want to be in life, I have to like follow a journey or a path, mm. and I feel like that's where I am right now. That yeah. is actually hmm. probably the most accurate thing that, um, that was said. Well, according to Google, you can watch The Dark Crystal for free on YouTube. Oh, sweet. So there you go. I'm gonna go watch that. Yeah. Right. And there's a, there's a series on Netflix, too. And a Netflix series. Yeah. Got it. Which they did not, you know, they did not do season two, which I was very disappointed. Of, of course, season one was great. Was it? Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay, I guess we should sign off so All you right. guys can head to class. Okay. All right, All right. thank Mr. you so McCann. much. Mr. Cannon. Mr. Dixon. Mr. McIlan is saluting, which you can't see. <laughs> This, this I, want, I, wanted to, I wanted to do a Statler and Waldorf, but I couldn't. You know. <laughs>